0: I know I'll be in that number, Amen. Amen. When the saints go marching in, Amen. Let's just bow our heads together, Father. We come to you today, Lord, just asking, Lord, that you would speak to us once again. You administer to us, encourage us, Father, in your Word, Lord. May you just come and reveal yourself, not only to us here in this audience gathered together in this building, but even those online in different places different countries, Lord, different situations. Lord, may encourage them today. Lord, we just ask, Father, your presence to fall wherever they are listening, Lord. Fall in this place, Lord. Fall in our lives, God. Change us, make us closer to you, Lord. Draw us closer to you, we pray. Lord, remember those that have needs in their bodies, Lord. Just looking unto you for the completion of their healing, Lord because your word has already declared it, Lord. Your word's already spoken it, Father, and we're just looking unto you, the author and the finisher of our faith. We commit these things in the service in your hands in Jesus' name, amen. We'll look at Hebrews chapter 13 and verse eight. <clears throat> and also Revelations one and verse 10. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 8 says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. Revelations 1 and verse 10 says, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day and heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet saying, I am Alpha. Not I was, or I may be, or I will be. I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last and what thou seest, write in a book, and send it unto the seven churches. Verse 12. And I turned to see the voice that spake with me, and being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks. And in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one like unto the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the foot, and girt about the paps with a golden girdle. His head and his hairs were white like wool, and in, as white as snow. And his eyes were as a flame of fire, and his feet like unto the fine brass, as if they burned in a furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. And he had in his right hand seven stars, and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword, and his countenance was as the sun shineth in his strength. When I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. And he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, I am. Not I was, not I will be. I am the first and the last. I am he that liveth and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And have the keys of hell and of death. Amen. We'll let you be seated. <clears throat> i like to speak to you again on Jesus Christ, the same omnipotence. So we've been speaking about omnipotence. Omnipotence is all powerful. Amen. amen. It's, there's nothing greater than omnipotence. Amen. So as we look here upon these things that we've read here in Revelations 10, amen. Jesus speaking to John, would we give a direct revelation of himself? And we can read in the verse one: These are the things that hold the. This is the thing saith he, that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand, who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. And we know these seven golden candlesticks. We've been taught are the seven church ages, and we know that we're in the seventh church age. And it's wonderful to know that he's in every age. Or he's in every day, you know, you're not, you're not going one day. There's not one day that he's not been there for you. There's not one day that he hasn't been involved in our lives. There's every showing right here every day I am there in their midst. And he said, this is who he of whom it is says the same Jesus is both Lord and Christ." There he is, the only one, the one and only Lord God Almighty, and beside him there is no other. There he is, the Savior, walking in the midst of the church ages, throughout the seven ages. And the beautiful thing is, is, what he was in the first age, he is in all ages, to every believer. How many believers are here tonight? So what he was in the first age to the first believers, he is in the last age to the last believers. He is Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. What he did once, he is still doing and he will keep on doing. Now, we notice that Jesus is walking alone in the midst of his church of the, of the churches or in the midst of the golden candlesticks. There's no one else with him. There's no one beside him. He is only the only one that is walking in the church or is the power of the church or the life of the church neither indeed can there be any other for he alone brought her salvation. He alone purchased her salvation. It was his own blood that he paid for her and he owns her, his bride. He is her Lord and he is, he is her master and she will give him all the glory because he, he will not share glory with any other man. He will not share glory with any other person. He, he alone deserves the glory and the honor. And all the glory, he he won't give it to a pope. He won't give it to an archbishop. He won't even give it to his earthly mother, Mary. Amen. Because Mary was not with him here. He was alone. He does not speak and turn to the Father, for he is the Father. He does not turn and give orders to the Holy Spirit, for he is the Spirit of God, the eternal God, the eternal Spirit, the life that is flowing and pulsating in the church of the living God. It is his life that has given her life and without him she is nothing without him she has no life salvation is of the Lord amen there was no one with him when he tried the fierceness of the wrath of the fiery furnace it was him and him alone it was him who hung on the cross and paid the price for our healing and our salvation it was him and him alone that gave his blood amen he is the author he is the finisher of our faith he is the alpha and the omega of our salvation and we are especially to him and no one other hallelujah we don't belong to a church we belong to him we don't belong to a creed we belong to him we don't belong to a dogma we belong to him it is Jesus alone who is walking in the midst of his church it is God in her it is God working in her it is God living in her it is God overcoming in her it is him and him alone we have only, only one relationship to God, and God has only one relationship to you, and that is Jesus Christ and Jesus alone. Now, we see in here also, as we've read, he had seven stars in his right hand. The right hand of, it signifies a power or authority. In other words, amen, don't, don't get it wrong. The stars are not what has the power. The hand has the power. Amen. It's not the stars that has the authority. It is the hand that has the authority that hold the stars. Amen, so uh, we can see here in the right hand of the power or of that hand are the seven stars And we know these seven stars represent seven church messengers and this signifies the very power and Authority of God are behind every messenger to every age They go forth in the power and the fire of the Holy Ghost. They are stars Why because they reflect the light they are not the light, but they reflect the light they don't have no light of their own. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. They, they, they don't have a message of their own. This is not William Branham's message. It wasn't Luther's message. It wasn't Wesley's message. It wasn't even Paul's message. He had met God for himself. And God, the hand that holds him, the authority and the power, amen, the omnipotence behind him, it's his message. Hallelujah. These seven messengers making God known to the people, and he that receiveth them receives him that sent him. Amen. In, in Matthew 18 or Matthew 28 and verse 18, Jesus came and he spake this. He said, "All power is given unto me, all power. I may can say all power, all power is given unto me, Amen, and, and, and unto me in heaven and in earth, Amen. And he and he says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever command you. that lo, I am with you always. Hallelujah. I am with you always. So it doesn't matter if a friend's with you. He's with you. Don't matter if mom and dad is with you. He's with you. Doesn't matter if a church is with you. He's with you. Doesn't matter if the prophet is with you. He's with you. Because it's him and his life that's permeating down through the church ages. And he said, I will never leave you. Do you realize omnipotence said that? Omnipotence said, I will never leave you. Yea, though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. Why? Because thou art with me. Hallelujah. So there you are. He says, men full of the Holy Ghost and faith, on fire with the fire of God, holding forth the word of truth, and there he stands to back them up. What stands there? Omnipotence stands there. All power stands there. And think of it. And Now listen to the prophet of God. He don't just leave that in a prophet. He said, and think of it, not one believer of any age... This is right following what he says about the messengers. And he goes right into it. He says, then think of it. Not one believer of any age need cry in his heart. Oh, that I might have lived back there in that age, or I might have been there somewhere else. There's no need for that. Look up. Behold him who's even now walking in your midst. Even now in the churches, behold him who is even now the same yesterday, today, and forever. Behold him who never changes either in essence or ways. And where two or three are in his name, there he is in their midst. In other words, omnipotence is here tonight. Omnipotence is here to back you up when you stand upon a promise of God and say, this is my promise. This is my word. God has revealed it to my heart. Omnipotence is there to back that promise up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because listen to this. He said, not only is he in your midst as a complacent onlooker. Amen. Now, you may come to a church as a complacent onlooker, but he don't ever come to church as a complacent onlooker. Amen. You might come to church to sit on the sidelines and maybe watch somebody shout or watch somebody get a victory, but that ain't that ain't his attitude. When he comes to church, he said, He don't, because this is what he said, where two or three are gathered in his name. He don't come to church as a complacent onlooker or as a recording angel. He comes to church to express what he is. He comes to church to bring life. He comes into the midst of his people to be the sustainer and the giver of all good gifts. He comes to church to bring healing. He comes to church to bring joy. He comes to church to bring deliverance. He comes to church to set you free. He don't come to sit on the sidelines. He comes to get in the midst of you and work on your behalf. Who walketh, it's a who walketh, it's a it's a word of action. He's not who sitteth on a seat somewhere in the corner, who walketh in the midst. It's a word of action. He's an action tonight. Oh my. Oh hallelujah. And it could be on your knee he's moving. On your heart he's moving. He's touching you tonight. He's in action tonight. He walketh. He said, "How meaningful are these words when viewed in the light of the Scripture, which describes Him as Christ, who is our life." He's the life of the church. She has no other life without him. She's simply a religious society, a club, a meaningless gathering of people. As a corpse bejeweled and dressed, it's still a corpse. So is the church. And no matter how her programs, how great they are, how wonderful her efforts are, without Christ, she is a corpse. Amen, without him in her midst, without him motivating her, without him being the wonderment of all, his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. In this very hour, he's walking in her midst. Do you realize who's among us tonight? Did we two or three, how many two two or threes we got here tonight? Then he promised he would be here. Who's here tonight? Omnipotence is here tonight well tell me what can cancer do in the face of omnipotence what can any sickness do in the face of omnipotence that's the face that's here tonight omnipotence is in the building he declared he would be here he said he would be here I'm not here to say it because it's my word it's his word he said where two or three are gathered in his name I will be in their midst He didn't come here to sit on the sideline. He came to grab a hold of that devil that's been tormenting you and say, leave him. He's been coming to grab that sickness and say, sickness, you went far
1: enough.
0: Hallelujah. And what he was as he walked in the first age, he's even now in the last age. Oh, my. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. So without Christ, you're just a corpse. Without him, you're nothing. Amen. Without Christ, amen, but but he is here to take on human battles. Oh, hallelujah. He's here tonight to show you he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's here to defend you. Amen. When you can't defend yourself. He's here to defend you. Amen. Omnipotence has the final say over you. Listen, that 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 situation you're in, it has a voice, but it ain't the final voice. Amen, the sickness that you have, it has a voice, but it ain't the final voice. That doctor's report you got, it has a final it has a voice, but it is not the final voice. Amen, only he can be the final voice. Omnipotence has the final voice because you can't get more greater than omnipotence. Therefore, he is our defender. Let's read about our defender. The Bible would say, the Lord is my strong defender. Oh, my. He is the one who has saved me. He is my God, and I will praise him. Oh, another one, deliver me from my enemies, oh, God. Defend me from those who rise up against me. How many has been having some rise up against you this, morning, this week? Amen. There is a defender in the building tonight. There's somebody that's willing to take on your case that says you've been falsely accused. Amen. It's a devil that's been lying on you. But there's a judge that's become our attorney, and he said, I got your case. Oh, hallelujah. Declare me innocent, oh God. Defend me against these ungodly people. Rescue me from these unjust liars. My God is my protection, and with him I am safe. He protects me like a shield. He defends me and keeps me safe. He's my Savior. He protects me and saves me from
2: violence.
0: Woo, Jesus. May the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. May the name of the God of Jacob set you upon high and defend you. Amen. Don't rob the poor just because you can. Don't exploit the needy in court. For the Lord is their defender. And he will ruin anyone who ruins them. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. No wonder he'd look at you and say, blessed are the meek. Blessed are the low. Amen, because I got your back. I take on your battles. You're not walking along in this. You're not by yourself in this, but I'm your defender. I'm your God. I'm on your side. I'm here putting myself in the middle of your situation. You may feel like you're walking down the fire furnace by yourself, but don't worry. When you get there, I'll be there and you'll come out of that situation without even a smell of smoke on you. Hallelujah. The Lord is your mighty defender, perfect and just in his own ways. Oh, your God is faithful and true. He does what's right and fair, for he will give his angels special charge over you to accompany you and defend you and to preserve you. Yes. My God, I'm about ready to take off running around this place. I hope somebody's here tonight ready to join me because when I see God has took my case and he's put special officers up over me to where the devil can't get to me no matter how hard he tries, he can only go so far, he can only say so much, but his voice only has so much power, it has limitations. But my God, that's spoken over my life. He has no power, no limits to his power. He has no limits to his ability. Little Brandon would take it in the token. He would say, The judge has become your attorney. He said, Therefore, the case is closed. The case is dismissed. Oh, hallelujah. I remember when my case got dismissed. When the devil brought all kind of accusations up against me. But God paid every debt. He paid debts I could not owe. And he wiped them all away. And he wrote on my case, case dismissed. Yeah. There's omnipotence in the building tonight that it can pull up your case in a moment and write with his blood dismissed. Because he said, I'm going to ruin what runs you. Oh, my. It's what he would say in Psalms 3 and verse 1. Oh, Lord, how many are they that increased, This troubles me? Many are they that rise up against me. Many there be that say of my soul, there's no help from him in God. But thou, O oh Lord, art a defender, a shield, a final voice, my glory, and lifter of my head. I cried unto the Lord with my voice, and he heard me. Oh, hallelujah. Don't, don't fail to realize your cries have been heard. It may not seem like it's nothing going on. It may not seem like nothing is happening, but God heard your first prayer. God heard the first voice as you would lift it up into heaven and say, Father, I need you. And it seemed like nothing has happened, but the answer's on the way. I lay down and slept, and I awakened for the Lord sustained me. I'll not be afraid of 10,000 of people or 10,000 of demons that have set themselves against me roundabout because I know no matter how much the devil can get, my God's got more. <laughs> oh, yes. Arise, O Lord, save me, O my God. For thou hast smitten all mine enemies upon thy cheekbone. Thou hast broken the teeth of the ungodly. Salvation belongeth unto the Lord. Thy blessing is upon thy people. Amen. Let's look at Revelations 3 and verse 14. This is our, what he is at the end. He is or at the beginning. He is at the end. Now, let's go to the end. THESE THINGS SAITH THE AMEN, <laughs> THE FAITHFUL AND TRUE WITNESS, OH, HALLELUJAH, THESE THINGS SAITH the AMEN, SO IT TELLS YOU THE AMEN HAS A VOICE, THE AMEN HAS SOMETHING TO SAY, AND WHAT THE AMEN SAYS IS AMEN. It ain't so be it. And it's not, even, it's not even how we use amen. If you look at amen, you know, as, as you've been responding to the word even tonight, you say amen. That's so be it. Yes, Lord. It's more of an unction of a word of, of, of saying of agreement. <laughs> but this word here is actually a finality. It's actually almost like a period that when he says amen, it's finished. It's not that he has to agree to even you and it's not he's saying amen to you and he's agreeing but what he's saying is it's done amen so the amen has a voice Jesus has given us this description in this last days of himself as grace the days of grace are winding up he's looking from the first century right through the 20th all the way down to the ending of the an age and he begins to reveal of his characteristics and he gives us one look at his supreme deity his omnipotence his ability to put a period and no man can erase it, no devil can wipe it off. When he says it's finished, it's finished. When he says it's done, it's over with. But it's not over with until God says it's over with. Oh, my God. Thus saith the amen. Jesus is the amen of God. Jesus is, let so let it be of God. Amen stands for finality. It stands for approval. It stands for prevailing promises. It stands for unchanging promises. It stands for the seal of God. The Holy Ghost is the amen on your life. It's the amen of God on your life, the seal of God that stamps you. And when that stamp comes on, the devil's finished. He must once could walk through your life and destroy it and make you do all kind of ungodly things. But when that seal that amen is placed upon your life, that final say, he's lost his power over you. I'm looking at a bunch of people tonight. The devil has lost his power over you. He's lost his say over you. He's lost his ability to to, mess, to make you go a certain way or, or to do a certain thing. But there's an Amen on your life. The Amen approves of you. When that Amen approves of you, you're not you don't seek of other people's approval. Because God chose you. And if God chose you, that's all that matters. It doesn't matter if Sweet Pete likes you, or this person likes you, or that person hates you. It could care less. God chose me. <laughs> when somebody realizes God's choice on their life and God's choosing on their life, that's what makes them willing to forsake mama and daddy and brothers and sisters and leave their whole life and leave everything and move to a different place. Why? Because they realize God chose me. <laughs> That's right, Sister Kathy, ain't it? You left everything you knew. Why? Because you realize I'm not a Hutterite. Amen. That was the devil's voice on my life. That was man-made creeds over my life. That was man-made dogmas and doctrines over my life. But one day I heard another voice. I heard a final voice. And it stung something in Sister Kathy's heart to where she left mama, she left daddy, she left everything that she ever knew. Why? Because she now had God's approval. Amen. Listen, when you realize you got God's approval, that's why people, that got God's approval and they realize God's approval. Therefore, they're not worried about anybody else's approval. Therefore, they're not worried about being in the latest fads and the latest this and the latest that because they're not seeking man's approval. They got God's approval and that's all that matters. When you see somebody that's going after every fad of the world, dress, uh, paint, this, that, and the other, they're seeking an approval. They're thirsty, but they're looking in the wrong glass. But there is, a, there is a place here you can drink, just like the woman at the well drunk at. She was one time looking for somebody else's approval. She tried one man, lost it, one another man, lost it, another man lost it, and she went to one man after another till she came to the seventh man. And he said, I got a drink that if you'll drink it, you won't ever thirst again. It'll take it all away from you, and you'll realize you don't have to seek after that approval no more. I chose you. Yes. I called you. You were mine. Let's go on down. Brother Brandon would bring out this scripture in Isaiah 65 and verse 16. It said that he who blesses himself in the earth shall be blessed shall bless himself in the God of truth. And he that sweareth in the earth shall swear by the God of truth. And Brother Brandon would take it, and he'd bring it down. He said, it's the, it's the God of the amen. It's the, the truth is the final say, or the final voice, the amen. Amen. The amen says, I create new heavens and new earth. The amen says, the former shall not be remembered nor come to into mind.'" <laughs> Oh, amen, says, be glad and rejoice forever in that which I created. And behold, I create Jerusalem rejo- rejoicing, and her people of joy, and I will rejoice in Jerusalem, and joy my people. And the voice of weeping shall be no more heard in her, nor the voice of crying. He said, that's the new Jerusalem. This is a millennium. We're about to go into that. But he talks about, it, but he said, the God of truth is the God of the Amen the god of the amen here's jesus of the new testament the god of the amen and there's jehovah the old testament the god of the amen the god of truth the final say omnipotence of the old is now omnipotence in the new hallelujah oh israel the lord thy god is one god The New Testament does not reveal another God. It's a further revelation of the one and same God. Christ did not come down to make himself known. He did not come to reveal the Son. He came to reveal and make known the Father. He never talked about two gods. He talked about one God. And now in this last age, we come back to that capstone revelation, the most important revelation of the Godhead in the whole Bible, that is Jesus is God God. He and the Father are one. There is one God, and his name is the Lord Jesus Christ. And he is the God of the amen, and he never changes, and he never will change. Oh, what he says, he'll stand upon it. What he does, he's done it forever, and he'll do it through eternity. None can take from what he says or add to it, so let it be amen. Amen. Aren't you glad you serve that kind of God? It's like I've said before, I'm thankful to serve a God who don't have a mind of a fickle man. That one day I love me and the next day hate me. You don't know if he got up on the day he loves you or you got up on the day he hated you. If he loved you at the beginning, he'll always love you. If he called you at the beginning, you'll always be his. He is the amen and he won't change. It means whatever he said is final. It means whatever he said in the first age, the second age, the third age, to all ages about his true church and about the false vine is exactly true and it won't change. So what did he say about that? He said if that first vine ever put out another branch, it'll write another book of Acts behind it. Amen. I believe he meant that. It means that what he started out with in Genesis, he will finish in Revelations. He has to, for he is the amen. Now, we can see again why the devil hates these two books. He hates the truth. He knows the truth will prevail. He knows what he's in will be. He knows how, how how he fights that. But thank God, he says, we are on the winning side. We are on the amen side. Oh, hallelujah. Oh he's faithful. He don't change his word because of circumstances. He don't change his word because of how great a sickness is or how terrible it is. He don't change his word because of how bad sin is or how, how bad unbelief is. His word remains the same. Amen, to be, to be omnipotent, he has to remain that way. He cannot change. He said, some, he said, sometimes we get the idea of God, though he made a way of salvation, way of being on the cross, and his death of Christ atoned for our sins. And his resurrection gave us an open door to him that somehow this God just folded his arms and began to stand back and watch. If it is, as he said, we've taught of him being a great creator who having created now lost his personal interest in his creation. He I say that is how too many people are apt to think. But that is the wrong thinking. God is governing in the affairs of men right now. He is both creator and sustainer. This is what he would call them in Colossians 1:16. For by him were all things. Can you say all things? Oh, wow. All things created that are in heaven, that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be in thrones, dominion, principalities, powers, all things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. Amen. Only omnipotence could all things consist. Omnipotence could all things consist or all things be created. But he's a sovereign God. And by his own counsel, he purposed the plan of his salvation for his own elect. The son died upon the cross to establish his salvation. And the Holy Spirit came to execute the will of the Father. He's working all things at this moment according to his holy purpose, according to his will. Right now, he's in the midst of it all. Every situation, every problem, every sickness, every thing you're going through, he's in the middle of it. Not with his arms folded and looking on the sideline, but he's involved in your life. I'm trying to get to you. Omnipotence is involved in your life. He's involved in the trial that you're in. He's involved in the thing that's going on through your mind and your mind battles. He knows all about it. He said the Savior God is working amongst him, his own right now. As a great shepherd of the sheep, the great creator, Savior God, is faithfully working. His very existence is for you. His very existence is for you. Omnipotence existence is for you. And his eyes are ever on you. Do you realize you don't get up one day, the sun don't crack down one morning, that his eyes ain't on you? The sun don't go down one night, that his eyes ain't on you? There's not a minute. There's not a nanosecond. There's not the smallest uh, 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 value of time That's right. that his eye is not watching you. Omnipotence, all powerful, the great one, the almighty God, omnipotence involved in every detail of your life. (laughs) Your lives are hid with Christ and God. Oh, I'm so glad that my God abides faithful. He's true to himself. He won't lie. He's true to the word. He'll back it up. He's true to us. He won't lose not one of us, but will raise us up at the last day. I'm glad that I'm resting in that faithfulness. Amen. Amen. Philippians 1, 6 would say it like this, being confident in this very thing, that he which has begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. He's a true witness, Amen. He's a true God. Oh, Hallelujah! Let me go on down. Brother Brandon would bring some of these thoughts out in the absolute. Talk about the omnipotence of God and absolute being the last word or the Amen or the final word. Or he said absolute means, and I went and looked it up in the dictionary. It means the last thing. It's unlimited. There's nothing else in its way. It's supreme. It's ultimate. Amen. He says, he said, it's the amen. So, we serve a God who's never wrong. We serve a God who don't make wrong choices. Oh, praise the Lord. That means when he chose you, he didn't make the wrong choice. That means when he chose you, he saw something on the inside of you and said, that's my son that's my daughter we serve a god who don't make mistakes i want you to understand you are not a mistake that's the devil's voice over here. that's trying to tell you you're a mistake or you was an accident or you were just a happenstance that you're even here your parents didn't even plan for you to be here you're an accident that is a lie of the devil god saw you he saw you before there ever was a devil, before the devil ever had a voice. God saw you, and he said, that was, that was mine, 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 and I don't make a mistake. I don't go back and say I made the wrong choice. I chose him. He's still mine. Amen. Satan raised up in his life and tried to destroy him, but he's still mine. Drugs came, but he's still mine. And all kind of sin was poured out in his life, but he's still mine. Well, why? Because you was always his. You was always his. You need to tell that devil tonight, I'm here tonight because I always was his. I'm not a mistake. I'm not happenstance that I'm here. I'm here because God saw me. And he put me here for a purpose. Omnipotence chose you. And he's never wrong. (laughs) He showed it in this day, in this hour. I think that's why it's so wonderful. The pastor has brought it out several times about the amen. How the prophet of God would begin to speak the word of God and lay things out in the word. There was a lot of people that didn't agree with him, lost many friends. People today are walking away from it. Finding faults and this and that finding their little negative spins and things that they can kind of spin some way. But God came behind it and he said, amen. He said he's a faithful and true witness. He don't witness something that's false. Amen, that's why you never will receive him while you're living a false life. He only witnessed a true life he only witness a true repentance. Amen. He'll only witness a true dying out. Amen. But he came behind it. You know, Brother Brown, would you, I was just listening to him this week as he would say, you know, I, you know, he said, you think people, I know people are saying I'm just stalling or I'm just saying a few words. He said, but you know why I'm, what I'm doing. He said, I'm waiting on him. He said, I don't even know if he'll come do this or not. He said, but he's been faithful for me. Amen. <laughs> and God would come behind it and say amen and vindicate a message that was spoke vindicated time after time after time even, even the people's peers and those around it had to witness and say this was nothing but Bible days are here again God is once again unveiling himself among us you know, I believe it was Brother Wayne brought this out a few years ago. And it's in the absolutes. Wonderful, wonderful sermon in Phoenix, Arizona. Brother Brown tells about that young lady that had, had gotten a lot of peer pressure and of the way she lived and the way she dressed and things and, and began to be ridiculed and made fun of and to where she lost her mind, went through a nervous break, break, uh, uh, breakdown and lost her mind. And he's called in there to, to, uh, to, to, to pray for her. And he goes in there and he's sitting there with this little girl and and he's sitting there on the seat with her and he's talking with her and trying to speak to her and she's just sitting there looking, looking out the window or something, just looking, staring off. Said, you see? And her mother says, you see, Billy? What can we do? He said, now you listen, Norma. Christ is still Christ. Take that into every battle. Christ is still Christ. She said, This is our last chance. If they take her up there, you know what's going to happen. I said, I They're going to try to move her to another home or something. I said, I guess we'll never see her again. The treatment that we don't know what she'll go through. I said, She said, Just, just normal, don't get excited. Wait a few minutes and see what God will do. He's still God. Amen. <laughs> no more than I said that, there stood a girl before me in a vision, just as normal, well as she could be, smiling. She was looking towards a young man and I looked at the young man and I looked back and the vision left me. I said, Norma, does she have a boyfriend kind of tall and dark-headed? She said, yes, sir, she does. He said, does she do something with him in singing? I said, yes, that's right. I said, don't you worry. I have thus saith the Lord. She's coming out of it. She's coming out of it. And Norma threw her hands and caught me by the knee, looked up at her husband and said, honey, it's never wrong. It's never wrong. What, the prophet? No, the word of God, the vision is never wrong. The word is never wrong. I'm here to say it again. It's an absolute. It's never wrong. It said, I'm the Lord God that heals all thy diseases. It's never wrong. Hallelujah. He said, I'm the joy, the joy giver, the springing up of joy. It's never wrong. That girl never changed a bit. I said, "All right, Norma, you know what? I wouldn't have told you that unless I'd seen it. And God can't lie." I went out of, my hospital, out of the hospital, got in my own car, and they stayed. About two hours from then, the phone started ringing. I come up from Mr. Woods down below, and it was his father, her father, he was on the phone. He said, Brother Branham, I gotta tell you something. You hadn't been gone 20 minutes until she came to herself just as normal as she could be. She'd been examined by the whole staff of doctors. We're taking her home in the morning. Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. Good morning, shalom. Amen, the doctor's report had a voice, but it wasn't the final voice. But when the absolute comes in the room, the final voice falls into the room, then every devil has to be silent. I don't care how hard it is or how impossible it seems, when omnipotence speaks, it shuts up every devil. It's a lion. It's a lion of the tribe of Judah. When a lion roars in the jungle, everything else begins to shut up. Why? Because the most powerful beast has roared. It has spoken. And let me here tell you tonight omnipotence is in the building. And omnipotence is speaking. Omnipotence is saying, You're not going to stay where you're at, you're not going to go down in that thing. But I've come to give you life and life more abundantly. And when it speaks, all hell shuts up. So what happened? That lady looked at that vision as an absolute. And if you can ever look to this as an absolute, heavens and earth will pass away, but my word will never fail. Oh, what a place. He said, it's just like a ship. A ship has an absolute. It's called an anchor. That anchor goes down in the bottom of a sea, and that water gets to rolling and get to rocking, and the waves starts crashing. It can only take that ship so far. <laughs> Even waves have limitations. It can only do so much. It can only go far so far. Why? Because a ship has an absolute. It has an anchor down there. You can't see it. You can't feel it. Maybe you can't, you can't touch it, but it's there. How do you know it's there? Because every time I go to the sin or something starts pulling me one way, there's an anchor grabs there. The devil starts blowing me over here. There's an anchor grabs there. Amen. We have an anchor. It's not made of steel. It's not made of some kind of man-made dogma or man-made creed. We have an anchor, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's all the way tied down, all the way down to the rock of ages. And it's grabbing hold of that rock tonight, and hell may be blowing against you, and sin may be coming against you, and the devil says, "I got you," and the devil says, "You're gonna die," and the devil says, "He's only got so much voice left." He's only got so many words left. He's about to his last word. He's about to his come on somebody. Ah, my my. my. He's about to his last voice. He's about to his last moment. Hallelujah. His authority's already been cast down. It's already been broke. I read about it. Jesus has the keys. He don't even have the keys to his own house. I don't know what he's bragging about over you tonight, but tell him, devil, you ain't got no power. You're a bluff. You come here with that. You might as well get out of here with that. I ain't taking what you got. I'm not taking your nonsense no longer. I have an anchor. It's a final voice. It's an anchor. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Let me get on down. God has the final say over your life. I'm going to say that one more time because I want it to hit hard tonight. God has the final say over your life. You know, we face all kinds of situations that look permanent, like that we're never gonna get out of and it's never gonna work out. It's easy to get discouraged, it's easy to accept that it just wasn't meant to be, but let me tell you, it's not over until God says it's over. Amen. The medical report may not look good, and that's, but that sickness don't have the last words. God has the final say. People may be against you. You may have opposition, but people don't have the final say. Come on now. I mean, no disrespect to the doctors or the bankers or the lawyers or the experts or the judges. They may be good people, but they're not on the throne. God is on the throne. And him being for you is more than the world that's against you. Hallelujah. Amen. Sister Rachel, don't forget, him that's for you is more than those that are against you. Hallelujah. They don't have the final say, but my God has the final say. And God won't let you get into a problem that he can't get you out of. Oh, this is shouting material here tonight. There's not a problem God will let you get in that he can't get you out. He wouldn't let the three Hebrew children go down to a furnace if he couldn't get them out of there. If he didn't know the fire wasn't going to harm them, King Nebuchadnezzar, he thought he was in control. He thought he had the final say. He thought that fire would finish them off. And that's about all. That's what always happens. The devil thinks he's got the final say. He thinks he's going to finish you off. He thinks, but that's a, but this time he wasn't just dealing with ordinary people. Did you hear me? Man, I'm going to need to do one of them Brother Andrew Glover things. Check, check, Mike. Check, check. One, two, three. (laughs) This time, King Nebuchadnezzar was not dealing with ordinary people. He was dealing with the children of the Most High God. And it's time the devil knows you're not dealing with just ordinary people. But you're dealing with blood boxed. You're dealing with children that's been paid for with the price of God's blood. And those children came out without even a smell of smoke on them. There's something about you that makes you unstoppable. You have an advantage. You said, me? I don't feel like that. You have an advantage. God God not only breathed life into you, but he's put a protection, a defense around you. Nothing can touch you without his permission. You're not at the mercy of a bad break or you're not at the mercy of sickness or an accident or you're not at the mercy of people that's against you. None of that can stop your destiny. None of that can stop who you are. You're not going through life by yourself. God is behind the scenes. He's orchestrating it to your favor. First Peter 3 says, Jesus has the last word on everything and everyone. You may be dealing with sickness. Medical reports may be saying, you're not going to make it. That's one word. But God has the last word. A diagnosis is not a verdict. (laughs) Let me tell that devil that one more time. A diagnosis is not a verdict. It's not a final word. But the verdict is, I'm the Lord God that heals all diseases. I am the restorer. I am the giver of the life. Sickness, you might have a say. Devil, you might have a say. But I have some good news. What you say is subject to my God. What you say is overruled by my God. He has the final say over my life and everything that I go through. (laughs) So instead of considering the circumstances, you need to look at how big your God is. And the bigger you make your God, the smaller your circumstances become. And the more faith begins to rise in your heart. Listen, experts can be wrong. Somebody said it like this. They said, experts built a Titanic, amateurs built an ark. Put that in your pipe. They can make the most educated guess and say what they know, but still be wrong. What they fail to add into the equation is a seed gene of God on the inside of you. Omnipotence on the inside of you. On your own, what they're saying may be true, but you're not on your own. On your own, what they're saying, you only got so many months to live, might be true, but you're not on your own. The Lord is on your side. Brother Aaron, I heard that story. I heard he preached that. I'm going to go ahead and say it now because I didn't know he preached it here while I was gone one time. I didn't remember it. We talked about Colonel Travis down there at the Alamo. Remember hear that sermon, Alive and Remain? Is that what you titled it? Something like that? Maybe sometimes he won't even give a title. Ain't that right, Brother Joe? We shall remain. That's about it. Colonel Travis, I don't have it here in front of him, but he gets an ultimatum to surrender. Mexican army had surrounded him on all sides. He was outnumbered by a lot yeah. Let's put it that way a lot yeah. and he writes a letter to the to the Texans and the American people And he writes out the details of the surrender and he said I responded with a cannon shot yes, I like that kind of response yeah. He didn't respond well, I guess you know, they're right what are we gonna do? He knew to yes. surrender is death anyway That's yeah. And to surrender to that thing the devil's tormenting you with is death. There is no peaceful surrender with the devil. It's time some of you start loading that cannon and say, devil, I got a response for you tonight. You've been throwing your threats at me and you've been saying I ain't going to make it. You've been saying this message ain't from you. You've been saying this message ain't from me. You've been saying I'm going to give up. You've been saying I'm going to die in a few months. You've been putting all kind of fear. Let me respond to you tonight. Boom! It's time to respond to that devil. There's more with us than it's against us. Colonel Travis wrote it all out. And at the bottom of his letter, he said, P.S., P.S., the Lord is on our side. Let me remind that devil tonight, there's more for us. The king of kings, the captain of the Lord's host, the same one that blew down that wall the same one that opened the eyes of the blind, the same one that gathered his strength together and said, Lazarus, come forth. He's on my side. He's on my side. He opened the eyes of the blind. He healed them before. He'll do it again. He's on my side. And if God be us, who can be against us? Omnipotence The most powerful force in the universe is moving right now on your behalf. He has a final say. He has a final say over your health. He has a final say over your children. He has a final say over your situation. Many there be that rise up against me, but thou, O Lord, art a shield for me. Oh my mama! When Abraham was hundred years old and Sarah was eighty, this was twenty years past the promise. They came into the final word. Sarah gave birth to a son. What happened? God overrode, overrode all rules of nature. He overrode what the earth experts had to say. He overrode the mistakes they had made. Oh, praise God. Yes. Amen. So don't let if Abraham were here today, he would tell you, don't let circumstance talk you out of what God put in you. Yes. It may look dead. It may seem impossible. The experts say no way. But I can tell you firsthand, God has the final say. Yes. Can I say it like this? I'm going to take a little bit of a turn here for a moment. Don't, I don't want to lose you. But don't turn the game off too soon. Maybe you've been in this predicament one time, and there was two teams, let's just to say football, and they're playing a football game, and you're pulling for one team as you normally would, and, and you're pulling against your arch rival or whatever it is, and, a, and you're pulling for them, and, and all of a sudden, that arch rival, you know, your, your team, you come down to your last drive, and you're making that last, if you can score, you're going to win, and something happens. It's an interception. You, you, you turn off the radio. That's right. I lost some of you right there. <laughs> with radio, it's TVs, brother. <laughs> and you get mad. The other team's dump, dumping Gatorade on the coach, and they're screaming, they're shouting, they don't want the victory. No. But there's a final say. Right. And a referee, he's the ultimate. He's the, he, he has the final say of the, of the game and he saw a thing that happened that caused a reversal and it went back and you done turned it off and you done walked away from it and you're mad and you're angry and meanwhile your team plays and they win and you realize a few minutes later or hours later what they won and I missed it why because you turned the game off too soon and I'm here to tell you don't turn the game off too soon tonight it may seem like all the odds are against you It may seem like you'll never come out. It may seem like you'll never be healed. And it may seem like, amen, the other people have won the victory and they're doing the dancing and they're boring the Gatorade and they're going on, but there's a final say. Let me remind hell, you celebrated too early 2,000 years ago. Hallelujah thousand years ago, you was down in hell, and you was jumping the Gatorade, and you was shout, and you was saying, we got him. We nailed him to the cross. It's over with. We got him. It. It's over with. We got him. Who is that?
1: Who is that? It happens to be the final say.
0: It happens to be the final word. Well, hallelujah. You may see your enemies tonight and they're dancing and they're shouting and they're pouring the Gatorade but tonight may you hear the knock. Yeah. Who's that? It's the chief or the captain of the Lord's host. He's in the building. Hey, the devil made a foul play right there. He didn't do it right. Go back and do it over again. Erase the tape. Erased it. It's not right. It was done wrong against you. But I'm here with the final say. I'm here with the the right words to speak to your situation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that final word walked into hell, and he opened the doors of hell, and he grabbed the keys off of hell while they had the pom poms, while Satan was all dressed in Gatorade.
1: Yes, sir. Yeah. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, he was having a good time in hell until... <laughs> that devil might have been having a good time in your life, but all of a sudden... <clears throat> and when he come to your life, he didn't come to get at the keys, he come to remind the devil, I got the keys. You don't have no power over this one. You're holding with a broken cell. You're holding with a broken chain. You're holding with broken rules. It's not your regulations. It's not your rules. I am has come down. Hallelujah. I am he that was dead but is alive forevermore. And I have the keys to your sickness and your problems and your situation. I have the keys. Do you realize there's one in the building here tonight that has the keys? He has the keys to your situation, to your family power, to your joy. He has the key to it. The devil don't have the key. God has the key. He has the final say. And the final say is this. Victory! shall overcome. You shall rise above it. You will be made whole. You will be made whole. We shall receive the children in this church. Whose report do you believe? I shall believe the report of the Lord. Come on, musicians. Hallelujah. Do you realize what happens? Hell was celebrating. Hell was making fun. Hell was having a good time until the man walked in and grabbed the keys of hell. Do you know what that changed? It changed the celebration. You was all down and you was all beat down and you was all in the right. Ah, not no more. I'm the one dumping the Gatorade. I'm the one swinging the pom pom. I'm the one saying, Here it is the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Healer of the broken pieces, the God of God, my God, my Savior, my all in all. It's time to have a celebrate. Because the roles have been reversed. You remember, hell was celebrating over some of your lives. Yeah. Yes. Brother Philip, how long did hell celebrate? I got it. I got it. All of a sudden, a voice spoke. That's right. What you've seen in the natural, you also see in the supernatural. That's right. Do you realize that was the same voice of omnipotence that said, Lazarus, come forth? That's right. Let that one sink in because that's exactly what happened. We saw Lazarus come forth. Yes. You know, I was reading today about Lazarus. and it was a man, some scholars have agreed that the Sadducees, they believed that the spirit of a man stayed in him three days. And of course, there was arch enemies of Jesus. So what Jesus do? He waited till the doctrine's been broke. <laughs> You remember of Arthur, Mary's going through this test and Jesus is waiting for the devil to realize you ain't got no power. You're not going to be able to come up with an excuse for this one. Oh, his spirit was still there. No, it was gone. No, sunk in. Stink all over his body. But omnipotent stepped to the wall and said, Lazarus, come forth. If he wouldn't have said Lazarus, There'd been a general resurrection, but he called him. He's here to call some seeds tonight. Whose report do you believe? Let's sing it, Brother Andrew. Hallelujah. Well, whose
1: report will you believe? We shall believe the report of
2: Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Do you believe his report? Amen. His report says, I'm healed. His report says, You're free. His report says, Victory. Amen. That's his report. Amen. Who has believed his report? Do you believe it tonight? Amen. To receive it now in the name of Jesus. Receive your blessing. Amen. Walk there in your victory tonight. It's yours. Amen, don't turn off your game too soon. Amen, don't shut it down too soon. The battle ain't over. The battle's a war. Amen, we're just about, we're just now beginning to fight. Amen, we're not giving up now. We're like John Paul Jones. Amen, on the ship, we're not quitting. No, I've just now begun to fight. Oh, you realize you're sinking, you realize you're lost, you realize no, no, I've just now begun to fight. I ain't no quit in me. Ain't no backing up in me. Ain't no turning around in me. There ain't no coward in me. Amen, I've just now pulled out my sword. I've got one that sticks my hand. It's a message of the hour, and I pressing it to the heart of the enemy. Amen and amen. Amen. Whose report do I believe? I re- believe the report of the Lord, amen. The doctor doesn't have the final say. I have his report, amen. Nothing can hold you, nothing can keep you down. Your sons are the most high God. Your children are the king, amen. There's something in you, amen, that he saw in you before the foundation of the world. And he's here among us tonight, the sustainer. Amen. The sustainer, the author, and the finisher of our faith. I love him tonight, don't you? Amen. Just think about it. Our age, he said, I'm the final say. I'm the Supreme Court. As we were speaking Sunday, the Supreme Court of Israel said, that's your place. That's your land. Squatters can't stay there any longer. Amen. The Supreme Court has spoken in our day, taken the seals off the book, revealed the mystery, and you are the mystery that's been revealed. Amen. And he says, the squatter can't stay on your land anymore. Amen. Every promise is yours right now. Amen. Are you ready for that? To walk in it. Can you say tonight, Christ is still Christ. Amen, no matter what your situation is and problem that you face, how bad it's been, Jesus is still on the throne. Amen, the devil isn't on the throne, Jesus is on the throne. Christ is still Christ. Amen. Oh my, what looks like your last chance comes right around and it's never wrong. Amen, because God comes with the final say in this last day. Amen. Do you love him today? Thank you, Lord. Do you believe his report? Mm. Amen. 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 Do you love him tonight? Oh, to hear such a word that speaks to us tonight, that gives us such faith, gives us such courage in the moment, in this hour of time of darkness and trouble. Amen. How great God is. Amen. Let's sing that song. Once like a bird in prison, I felt he set me free. Yes, he set me free. Amen. Aren't you glad that he's set you free tonight? Well, once like a bird, in prison I dwelt. No freedom from my My sorrow I felt in Jesus' name.